Oh yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have indeed arrived. My name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. And you guys are listening to the podcast that's going to save the world, the Carolyn and Joe Show. How's it going, Carolyn? It's going good. Just so the world knows, my name is Joe Carabay. I'm a filmmaker, a photographer, a writer, and a musician. But today, today, I am a podcaster. And across from me, the greatest, the greatest soundproof booth ever created, the man. You gotta see it. You gotta see it. You just gotta see it. The brightest mind you have ever met. Her name is Carolyn Belevsky. How's it going, Carolyn? Again. It's going still good. Still going good. It's still going. Man, it's like a ghost town out here. It's like as soon as as soon as Christmas is done, people just disappear into the malls, I guess. That's what's happening. I don't think they're in the malls. I think they're... Where are they? Just hibernating? Hibernating at home or visiting folks in other areas of the country. It's the winter break, Maybe going on vacations. I guess so. People who have vacations, that must be a great thing to have. So, you know, yesterday we talked about going in outer space. Yeah. So, I literally just read this article as I was, like, waiting here while we're setting up. And... The title of it, this is from Whitney Strieber, because um, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. And he's kind of like one of those conspiracy theory, Art Bell, uh, UFO type guys. Uh, he posted a link that says, acclaimed film director, how do you pronounce his name? Guillermo del Toro? Guillermo? Guillermo? Guillermo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I need to learn. Guillermo. I, always, Guillermo. I try to avoid pronouncing that, G- even though he's like G- one of my G- favorites. Guillermo. 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 Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Uh, he Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro, disappointed and terrified by encounter with crappy UFO. <laughs> I would be too. Now that's the headline, and it says crappy UFO. It says. Wait, uh, so Guillermo del Toro is upset? Is sad? He's disappointed and terrified. Disappointed and terrified about a crappy UFO. Yes. So that made me want to read the article. So, in a November speaking engagement at, again, Lolo, I'm so, like, is Lola it, 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 Marymount University's school, Lola, I, how's Lola, it spelled? L-O-Y-O-L-A. Okay. <laughs> Lolo, I can't pronounce that. I've seen it before, okay. but I just don't know how to pronounce it. But like. in Maryland? Marymount. Oh, Marymount. Which... I don't know exactly where that is, but isn't there a Marymount University? I mean, it might be in California if it's like a Hispanic. I have heard of it before, though. La Hala? La Holo? There's no H. What is it? L-O-Y-O-L-A. La Jolla? There's no H. Yeah, if it's Spanish, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Anyway... Right. Their school of film and TV acclaimed, acclaimed director De, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro Guillermo. described an encounter with a UFO near Sierra del Clero, Mexico. Okay. Being a master storyteller of fantasy movies with lavish visuals such as Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water, it should come as no surprise that he was disappointed by the otherwise mundane appearance of what he called a crappy UFO. Although he says that the encounter was the most terrifying experience in his life. You sound like a complete lunatic, but I saw a UFO. I didn't want to see a UFO. It was horribly designed. Although Del Toro doesn't mention when this encounter took place, he outlined the details of the interaction he and his companion had with the object. I was with a friend we didn't consume. We bought a six-pack. 
We didn't consume it, and there was a place called Clero del <laughs> Cuatro, Mountain of the Four. And outside, in the perfecy of Galdavala. <laughs> My Spanish is really bad. How are we supposed to get to the story? You can't get the words, man. We said, let's go to the highway. We sit down to watch the stars and have a beer and talk. We were the only guys by the freeway. And we saw a light on the horizon going super fast, not linear-like. And I said, honk and flash the lights. And we started honking. And it went from here to there, like a thousand meters away, in less than a second. And it was so crappy, Del Toro continued. It was a flying saucer, so cliched, with the lights going like this. It's so sad. I wish I could reveal they're not what you think they are. They are what you think they are, and the fear we felt was so primal. Despite Del Toro's tongue-in-cheek dismissal of the object's boring appearance, the fear he and his friend experienced was not nearly as cliched. Seriously, like I had never been that scared ever in my life. We jumped in the car, drove really fast. I kept looking. It was following us. And then I looked back, and it was gone. So you know, judge me. I have no implant, I think. (laughs) <laughs> end of article see that's what see that's the situation that's always tough whenever you've experienced sort of a ufo because yes and i have experienced ufos you were there Carolyn. we did I, a whole entire podcast yes we on did that. and i will retweet this uh tweet if you want to check it out um i'm on twitter at carolyn Belowski, so i'm gonna retweet this and that should be up right now so there you go so if you guys are on facebook live right now if you have ever experienced a ufo i'd love to I don't know, just type about it or write about it. I don't know. Just say something to say we're not alone in this thing. Get it? <laughs> but I yeah. feel like it's a very weird discussion that has come up recently, though. Like this I've, whole UFO thing I've, with I've, CNN reporting it. Yeah, but I feel like there's a certain point now since like the 60s, since like the 70s, since the 80s, 90s. There's been so many reports that mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man. How, how are we still? Why, why would people even still debate that at this point? We're going into space. You know, we have so much info like that. We just, you know, we have so much content about going into space. <laughs> but then, like, there is that whole thing of, like, oh, it's conspiracy theory. Like, those people are crazy, to blah, do blah, blah. What, the But goal, then the government the, probably is, loves those people in terms of, like, hey, you know, if something crazy is going on with their behind the scenes, like, if some UFO story breaks out, they're like, cool, we can preoccupy people with that story, and they're all crazy anyway. You know, like, it's kind of a dismissal of, like, hiding the truth, too. So, in a way, conspiracy theorists can, like, in a way, even though they're countering the government sometimes, sometimes the government probably loves having them around because they can blame anything on, like, oh, you know, that's bunk. Yeah, but like, what is what's going to happen? You know, we we've had so many designs, we have so many characters, we have so like, if we see a UFO, like, I feel like, like when we had that, when we had that, uh, that podcast a few days, a few uh, days ago about like the Greys and all those types of aliens and mm-hmm. darks and stuff like that, and the look, Nordics, yeah, like in all those and all those aliens, I feel like we're so far in our science fiction, we're so far in our superhero, we're so far in. In everything in our in our Demi Lovato world, that seeing that is like not even like impressive anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's it, it feels like oh yeah, like it's so like oh aliens until we actually see one for real, like Guillermo del Toro did. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when we saw it, it was sort of... I mean, we saw those, like, four lights. We saw orbs. We saw the orbs, you know? It's like, that's pretty... The, I feel like... I mean, I feel like the reason to be scared about that is the realization... It's like, it's almost like you have now, like, uh, what's it called? You have the truth right in front of you. Now, were you scared when we saw the orbs? I I was... I would say I was sort of scared but amazed at the same time. See, I was more amazed and shocked. But I wasn't like scared for my life. I mean, just to, just to recap for people who have who 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 have not heard the episode uh several years ago that we did we literally recorded a podcast as soon as we saw these orbs. We turned into the neighborhood, into a neighborhood in Northern Virginia, and I was on my phone like, you know, like I was on my phone looking at images of the the Taboo Girls photo shoots that I did. And I think I looked up, and there were like a straight line of three three orbs in the sky. Mm-hmm. And looking at those, I was like, "Holy crap!" There's three perfectly formulated orbs in the sky. And I was like, "Okay, that's normal." And then all of a sudden, they did like a hard turn in the sky, and then they started coming closer. And I was like, in my head, I was like, "Uh, uh should I should I drive forward or go go away?" And I was like, "I gotta get my camera out here." And so we had my, my, luckily I had my, my small still camera and we actually like drove closer to the orbs, like up in the sky to the point that we were like underneath them. And then we took a photo of those orbs. And the part that's really crazy and really lame at the same time is like, oh, taking a photo of three orbs perfectly formulated and moving quick as hell in the sky looks exactly like how that is. You know it also I mean? like it, it. It's one of those things where you take it and like I believe you. I was there and I saw it. But if you were to show other people, they'd just be like, "Oh, that's photoshopped," or it's, like you oh, know, those it, three. It literally, literally but then looks a fourth like, one appeared. Yeah, and a fourth one appeared directly above us. Like it was like a it was like a distraction. It's like you look at the formation and all of a sudden one appeared like a, above us, and like they're moving, they're moving. You know, how like because planes can only really go move linear so to speak you mm-hmm. know like a, a commercial plane can only move like straight forward these were making action this was these these orbs or lights in the sky were pretty much like in formation and moving as a unit so mm-hmm. i don't know what to say i don't know what to say i could not i could not identify what it was but i remember after that we tried to hunt it down and it disappeared so quickly now i remember i also went online and looked and look to see if anyone else saw those orbs in the sky. There is you know? a site that's like a database. Um, I forget the official title, but it's like a UFO encounters and people report it. And other people did report it. Yeah. And, and it was awesome. And it was exactly how we what we saw. I remember even like it was there. It's like the, the, the floating orbs, of the, the three orbs in the sky. They even had like... They even had a situation where they had they had footage of like those orbs like over the ocean over the, over the uh, what's the Detroit what's near the Great Lakes yeah the Great Lakes mm-hmm. well I mean I really don't know what to believe in terms of like you know I I was excited to see it and I told my mom and she was just like Bo- oh you're you know you're making it up Bo Marie Bo Marie on Facebook actually says that he saw those orbs as well. On the West Coast, you've seen them in Arizona a couple times. Mm-hmm. I have heard there's a lot of UFO action in Arizona. So that's so that's something. Mm-hmm. That's something. And New Mexico, a lot of a lot in New Mexico. Yeah. So what were they doing over here? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they get around. They maybe they like the Beach Boys. But see, <laughs> maybe they do. See, those are those are the things that I was like growing up. Like when I was watching, like on Fox, they had a TV show sightings, and that was a big like alien time 
for for me in high school not high school but whatever elementary school time you know fire in the sky they had they, they struck a lot of fear of being like abdu- because i guess there are so many ab- alien abductions happening where you just see a flash and then you don't know what happens you know that people try to gather your thoughts like later on you know so i don't I, i'd rather not that happen to me i don't want that to happen to me <laughs> That's the scary part. Like, you'd always hear stories of like, oh, I was just driving down the high, like driving down a side road, and all of a sudden I saw a flash, and then all of a, then all of a sudden like I lost, I lost twenty minutes or like I woke up somewhere else. I was like, man, screw that! <laughs> I don't uh, want that. I don't want that to happen. That's so freaky. <laughs> I don't want that to happen at all, man. I don't. I, I would rather go into space, like how we we're talking about yesterday, being launched into space. Then Except, be taken by an alien? Like, like like that. Like I'll just wake up. I'll just like suddenly I'm driving my car and then a big flash and then I, I miss that time. I don't. I would not want that to happen. Even though the space situation, the the same situation in space happening like that is actually probably a lot scarier. <laughs> it's like you you're like you're in your space shuttle, right? And all of a sudden you guys like see a flash and then you sh- you you wake up and you're like in another in another like in another like spaceship or. Like all of a sudden, one of your guys is like, one of your one of your comrades is missing. Oh shit! That'd be a crazy movie idea. That'd be the one of the craziest. That'd be like the Blair Witch Project, but like in space. Whoa! <laughs> that would be so scary. That would be so scary. The Blair Witch Project type story, but in space. You know what? It would be crazy. I know this is so minor when it comes to it, but if I ever got abducted, I would be worried that like I didn't shave recently. You know, like why is that? Because, um, like, when in the summertime, like, I upkeep pretty much because you show your legs a lot. And I do prefer to have smooth legs. But then, like, sometimes in the wintertime, it's just, like, too much of a hassle to... I know it's going to sound, like, nasty to some people or whatever. But it's too much of a hassle to, like, undress in, like, a cold bathroom. And then you're, like, trying to shave. And, like, you're not even showing your legs around anyway. And it's, you know, you might let it go for a week or two, you know? And... Like, it's not too horrible, honestly. I guess, like, if people understand, like, a lot of women do that, you know, it's not like, it's not like anything new, but, you know, I guess they go more natural in the winter times, and I would be kind of, like, ashamed, though, if <laughs> if that happened. And also, if you ever got into an accident, like, on Earth, and you needed, like, ambulance help and stuff, you know, they, like, cut your clothes open and stuff, and what if they, like, cut it open and you're just, like, not really taking care of yourself, like, shave-wise? It's kind of like embarrassing, I guess. But at that point, they've probably seen it all. So that's the main thing you'd be worried about is like if you get abducted by aliens, they're like, oh, man, I'm not. I didn't take that personal time to shave. <laughs> I mean, it might be embarrassing or something. I don't know. Might, I guess at that I don't point. Know if the aliens are sort of just like, I guess if they've done all the research throughout the years, then they would pass judgment and be like, well, this specimen didn't really doesn't have any self-respect. <laughs> what do they do with you when they like probe you and stuff? I don't know if they probe you. I've never <laughs> seen that. That's what I've heard. I would feel like the aliens, the aliens, well, part, part of me feels like, what if they are time travelers? <laughs> you know what I mean? They might be. If they can flash back and forth and, like, put you in another location. Or well, maybe they're just dropping you down to, like, they're like, well, we're done with you. We'll just do this. Oh, that's so freaky. It is freaky. That's why in high school or elementary school, I was afraid of that. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of seeing the orbs though. I was more like shocked, like, whoa, I actually saw them. And well, like and then I was more amazed in terms of like I don't know if I'll ever see that again, but that was kinda cool to see. 
But is this the type of stuff that uh, Guillermo del Toro experienced? Is that the UFOs? I don't. But think... he was being chased by UFOs. Yeah, right? he said they were being chased. So some, so that's sort of like how it is in uh, what's he... it called the 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 close encounters style UFO. Oh my! Like the floating orbs, like chasing after you. It's kind of crazy how like he's he thinks that their design is lacking. Because it's <laughs> but... just, he's just, what do you say? It's just a fl- floating. He just said it was like a UFO. <laughs> like I guess how you would picture a flying saucer. I guess so. He was like unimpressed un- by that, but then he was still, I guess, freaked out that they were getting chased. Ugh, man, that's like the stuff of nightmares. What being chased by a by a UFO? I guess yeah, it could be. Or would you fight back? How what can you fight you? fight back? Well, how do they know that we can't fight back? I don't so know. Splash the water on that. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm gonna start carrying water around. He's having a super soaker with you. He's like, I got you. <laughs> you thought you thought we could. We know we've seen signs. <laughs> we know you don't like water. <laughs> it's like Wizard of Oz all over again. No man, freaking aliens are scary. Aliens are scary. We got what are we? What I mean, are we that's all another thing. About? It's like that's another thing to worry about. It's like already on a day to day basis. Like, I'm not necessarily always looking around to see if somebody's following me all the time, but maybe if it's, like, dark out and, like, I'm in a parking lot, you know, I gotta hurry up to my car and I'll, like, walk faster. Something like that. But, like, if th- that's already scary enough, and now to know that the alien might be after you. I mean, <laughs> gosh. But I feel like there's a certain point at this time in, like, 2000, at the end of 2017, that we've dubbed down the idea of aliens so much that they're not really even, like, a threat. Unless they're, like... The aliens from like the Ridley Scott, you know, like a movie like that. You know how we that have are like raptors, pretty much. All these nations like in turmoil of like China and Russia and yeah. the United States, all like battling it out and such. Then also North Korea, all these conflicts with global powers. Is like, do you think we'll all unite if aliens were to like make a visible force coming at us? Well, just like at the the end of the Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> it's like do you think humanity would finally like come together like to be like it doesn't matter what country you're from they're what? they're out to get us from everywhere well i guess that's the whole point of game of thrones isn't it isn't that what they're trying to isn't i feel like that's what the message of game of thrones is is like you have this you know i guess the white walkers could be aliens so to that's speak, true and they're coming to like take over but we're all too busy like bickering amongst ourselves and cersei wants no part of it yeah she's like yo i'm on my own I'm not going to help anyone else. She's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die a queen. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. But yeah, she doesn't get like the whole like community building, networking, humanity. Cersei doesn't care about that stuff. Man. Cersei would would probably fuck up some uh, aliens by herself. You know, she'd start smashing away at them. Hmm. That's crazy. But there's all different types of aliens too, which makes me feel like... Well, you know, I wonder what Guillermo del Toro did see out there. Oh, I guess it was just a flying saucer. I don't think he's actually saw the alien. Oh, so he just saw just like the floating lights? Yeah. Some type of saucer. Sometimes that's scary enough. That's equivalent to the fear. Remember like how the when we're watching Lost, the first season of Lost, and you saw, we see like the smoke, like just the smoke at the on the other side of the island? Mm-hmm. That's equivalent to that type of fear. That's like, what is that? Where's that smoke coming from? <laughs> Why is that thing floating in the air? You know, <laughs> it's a fairy. What if they're just fairies? 
What's like? Do you ever? Do you have a story of like what's the most spooked you've ever been? No, I don't have a. I don't. I don't have that. The only thing I can think of it in, probably consisted of aliens back when I was younger. The only thing I can think of in recent memory was um I was in D.C. coming back from a party at a pal's house and it was kind of I guess near the zoo area of D.C. and you know I knew where I parked so I was walking towards my car it was dark out and then like a black guy came running like pretty fast like towards me and I was just about to like shut my car door and then I shut my car door and then he was like coming straight at me and then he like yelled at me through the glass like I was like as I got in the car I was like starting it up and I was like no please not now please not now like I thought he was gonna kill me or something I don't know why I was just like or I thought he was gonna like carjack the car or something I was just like no 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 and then he was like he just came up like right near the window and he was just like do you know where the metro is <laughs> like I, and he was like running at yo me. yo where's the metro at where's like, the metro at player it wasn't like he, metro it wasn't player? like he was like walking like just, you know with intent like inter like, like walking some, fast was he, he some was, sort of like some sort of hipster hipster black kid I, too i really didn't get that great of a look in terms of like to categorize him but um I was just like, I don't know. I'm from Virginia. <laughs> and then he like went away. And I was just like, like, I was like, gotta get out of here. <laughs> and I just like went away. I mean, to tell, to tell you the truth. It tr- was scary to have him like run up to me like that close to the car though. Well, like, I feel like if in, at nighttime, people running at you was a pretty scary situation. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you, you don't, like, you don't really know. And he also came from out of nowhere, too. It wasn't like I saw him down, like, 10 cars away. Yeah. It was literally, like, right when I was opening the door and, like, getting in the car. And just, like, snuck up on you. And he you came like, out from, like, I don't even know where he came from. Came out from nowhere. And I was like, I thought that he would, like, pull a gun on me or, like, I'd be dead. Like, for, like, I, that, that did, like, shoot at me first. You know, like, in my mind, like, a, a shooting image. Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to, like, carjack the car and, like, shoot me or something. Well, let's be happy that that's not what happened. It was just a, they need to get on the metro. Yeah. But also, why would you run at somebody just like that? Like, because they got to go. They need to get to the know, metro. I don't know, man. Like, I can understand, like, maybe walking fast or, like, even calling out from, like, a couple cars away, being like, hey, where's the metro? Yeah. But it was like right at me, like See, at the that's, door. That's always what the unique situation about when you think about aliens too. It's never something that really happens in the city. You don't really get those type of experiences in the city. I yeah, never really hear anyone say like, "Yeah, I was chilling on my rooftop." I mean, maybe in the movie Men in Black. I feel I like they don't come to ha- the city because See, that's what happened. I, I, I sorry, Gina, but that's what happened. That's what changed my mind about aliens is Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Like I was afraid of aliens. All through elementary school, right? And then the movie Men in Black came out where, you know, like the secret, it's like now it's this, you didn't know was like, you know, you everything you thought was uh, was not true. Now is true. And then I was like, man, I want to be part of the Men in Black. You know, and they found the, you know, they work with the aliens. And I was like, oh, that's the life I want because it'd be so cool. <laughs> I mean, you could get that job. They're in the area. Then I would really have to disappear. Would you? I, I would. My whole rec, all my records will just be gone. I wouldn't even like. They'd have to erase you. Yeah, because I'll be a Men in Black. You'd be like Will Smith. That'd be awesome if we could be part of Men in Black. That was one of the things. Michael Jackson wanted to be part of it. Yeah, but he's not going to let him do it. Wasn't he? What did he say? You can call me Agent M. Agent M. (laughs) No, but like that's that to me. That's really what destroyed the idea of like the scary alien was Men in Black because they. They I actually ha- thought that when Michael Jackson came on that he was the alien. I know, right? <laughs> I 
was like, was Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle was an alien. <laughs> she looked like an alien, too. She's, like, really thin. Like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, put out any rumors about her or whatever. No, but it's I, not a rumor. It's it's a fact that I she mean, was really thin. I, they made I, that. I, when I looked at her, I was like, whoa, girl. She was so thin. She was so thin that she was she, she had a guest spot on the, movie, on the TV show Las Vegas. And the wind was so powerful in the story that she got she got blown off of the blown off of the roof. She was wow. so thin that she got blown off of the roof by the by the wind. I think her and Callista Flockhart are probably the thinnest. Callista Flockhart but is on a she's, she's on Supergirl. I think she's, she's a little bit tinier, yeah. petite. But Laura Flynn Boyle is very tall and thin. Is she tall? I I view her as tall. I don't know if she was. I tall. don't know. I view her definitely as tall, like a Nicole Kidman type. So what do you think about that? I go from being scared of aliens to wanting to be part of the Men in Black to fight. Do you think it was because I wanted to fight that fear of being afraid of aliens? Because that movie did change my life. It do you really... think you actually do have the balls to like do something like being Men in Black? Well, I guess no. Do one's you think gonna... you can handle it? I guess no one's gonna find out. What if I was? It'd be awesome though. I would definitely love to do that. I feel like you couldn't do the podcast anymore. Like they would shut it down, and they would shut down all your social media presence. I like mean, you'd have to hide away. I would be gone. I would not exist. That's how it is. You, you, when you're part of the Men in Black, you, your, your whole entire history is erased. You know, you're, and you fight the things that people don't know. Is that what you want to do? I mean, I was like when I was growing when I was growing up, I was like that's that would be awesome, because like to me. That means all the things, all the crazy adventures are real, you know? So I was like, that's really, that, that'd be really badass. But also it meant, it meant you had like a special purpose too. And you can hang out with those little bug guys. Because if you're part of the men in, ba- men in black, if you're part of the men in black, you are part of the best of the best of the best of, you know, for some, for some reason, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're, you're better than just like the big Marine. You're better than that. You have like, you have that special something. You know, and you're and you're chosen so you can like shoot, like fight or protect or be an ambassador of the things that normal people are not, you know, that normies are not ready for, that they just don't accept. And I always thought that concept was awesome. I always thought I was a, I was a massive a massive fan of that. Like all those all the things that normal people thought was like that were like fake or make believe is actually real that's that's i think that's pretty great but sometimes normal people can't handle that but they but we can we can do it all so joe i'm a little bit hungry is it okay if i eat snack live on the all air? right this is that time <laughs> what, what we what do we got well what do we got here because i brought treats i brought i have never had these before it's called hershey's cookie layer crunch and I have two flavors, mint and caramel. Okay. Do you say caramel or caramel? It doesn't matter. I've I've I have a nose that does not work, so it's caramel. Caramel. Can you taste but not smell? I can taste. Can you smell? I can smell sometimes. So the mint I started using those bands at nighttime to help me smell, but I, I don't wear it throughout the whole day. The mint is dark chocolate bar with Chocolate cookie bits and mint so. Are you going to give your your cookie review? Is this what this is? Yes. This will be the Carolyn's cookie review. And the caramel is milk chocolate bar with shortbread cookie bits and caramel. Is that where we're going to brand this segment, the Carolyn's cookie review? Yes. All right. You should just just put pitch it. What's the whole idea? Hershey's cookie layer crunch. Okay, I'm going to try it, and then I'm going to give you my reaction. Okay. I'm going to do the mint first, and I'm going to be straight up and tell you guys before I even try it. 
that I don't love mint. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here. We are here together as one. Because now it's time for Carolyn's Cookie Review. Here we go. So it comes in like a little Hershey's bar. What's it called? It's cookie Layer Crunch. Cookie Layer Crunch. Hershey's Cookie Layer Crunch. She's and there's trying actually... Out the, you're trying out the mint? Yes. And Here's there's... the mint flavor. Okay. And Here there's... we go. Here's some sound okay. effects. I'm trying to describe what it looks like. So it's like three little... That's what it is right there, Facebook. It's three minis. Hershey's Cookie Layer Crunch. That's what Carolyn's going to try. Can you guys see it here? Yeah. It's like three minis that are all in one. Are you blocking my hand? I can't see what the it's machine on. looks see, like. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. All right. So it's three kind of like, you know the, the mini size that you get at yeah. Halloween? It's like kind of three of them, but then they're together. So yeah. I'm going to see if I can break it off. Oh, yeah, I can. It's, it's exactly how a Hershey's bar is. I it's can. like it has the, 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 cut, the cut away. I can break it off. And let me try this one part. Is it delicious? Is it delicious? It tastes like um, what is like it a taste? thin mint. A thin mint or a, a York peppermint patty. Actually, it's kind of like a merger of both. Because a York peppermint patty is so great. I love York peppermint patties. <laughs> and the so mint, delicious. The mint flavor is so delicious. York peppermint patty. I'll say I'm not like. Overall, a big fan of mint anyway, but it does taste good. Like, it doesn't taste bad. I'm not like, I hate mint. And now for the last one, what do you what do you give the grade? What's the grade? What's your grade? Let me um try the caramel first. Because I think I'm going to like the caramel better just... Um, Is this a thumbs up? Should you give it, give it a thumbs up? I do give it a thumbs up thumbs instead up. of a thumbs down. Thumbs up so for here, the Cookie Layer Crunch Mint. Here, everybody, this is the... Cookie Layer Caramel. 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 Carabao, Carabao Mel. Alright. Okay, already when I break it off. Delete cookie! <laughs> already when I break it off, the caramel bit stretches. Ah, yes. The trademark of great caramel crunch. The pre caramel, they call that. Pre mel. Is it delicious? It is delicious. Oh, it's delicious, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what is crazy? What's crazy? I think I actually might like the mint better than the caramel. It is, it is two delicious choices, I tell you what. Which is nuts to me because... Did you give it a thumbs up? I give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. There we go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are there. We are almost to the end of December. 31 Days of Podcasting brought to you by the Carolyn Joe Show. That was episode 28. Podcember number 28. Holy smokes. I never thought we'd make it this far. But we're doing it. Doing it and doing it well. So how many days do we have left? Only uh, three? Yeah, I think only I, three. I guess only three. I guess only three. We need to do some end of the year stuff. All right, we'll do that next time. And predictions. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Send your predictions. Send your questions, Facebook. Send us categories for what you guys want us to rank, like best of. Yes, give us your best. Best food, best movie, best whatever. And we'll make make that happen. We'll make that happen. 
We'll make our choices, and we'll make you part of the show as well. That's right. And, well, I think our very last show should be predictions for 2018. Okay. So if you guys have any type of predictions, let us know, and we'll chat about it. Absolutely. And don't forget, this show is brought to you by Astray Productions. Check them out at astrayproductions.com. Check out my work, Joe Carabeo, joecarabeo.com, goastray.tumblr.com. I'm also on social media, Astray J, and at joecarabeo underscore photography. What do you got, Carolyn? I'm also on the socials. My handle is at Carolyn Bolesky, and my website is www.carolynbolesky.com. You'll be able to find cartoons, comics, illustrations, and designs. Lots of really cool stuff up there. And we also have a store, so if you're interested in getting any of the merch, it's all up there. Good for you to go. And also, don't forget, download the song Run by Monday Mistress. MondayMistress.com, iTunes, Pod... No, not Pod iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, where you buy music, you can find that song and you can download it. Actually, download the whole entire album. And also, carolinjoeshows.com, where you can find all the past episodes that we've been doing. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, if you got podcasting, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, ladies and gentlemen. Podsepper is almost coming to a close. Send us your questions, comments, categories. Let us talk about 2017 for the last time. For the last time. Again, my name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. Be excellent to each other. Your Bona Five. See you tomorrow.